Good evening, and welcome to the Remarkable Essence Podcast. I am Don Loney-Kazi, your host. Are you an entrepreneur and want to learn ways to run a successful business? Do you want to learn more how to become an advocate for diversity in your community? If any of these questions resonate with you, then this is the podcast just for you. Tonight, we are going to discuss the importance of diversity and learn entrepreneurial tips that can help you grow your business successfully. One key thing that helps me improve my complexion, weight, and boost my immune system while on the go running my business are goalie gummies. The apple cider vinegar in these little organic, vegan, and gluten-free gummies tastes just like apples. Every purchase made provides a one-for-one vitamin grant through their partnership with Vitamin Angels to provide a child in need with a six-month supply of vitamins. I endorse this brand because they really care about happiness and wellness. Use my code Remarkable Essence to receive a discount, which can be found on my website, www.remarkableessence.com, or go to goalie.com. Now, let me introduce our guest for the hour. Born in Bavaria, Germany, Cornelia Brown is an immigrant at age 19 when she came to the U.S., and she came to marry an African-American soldier from Tuskegee, Alabama. They traveled and lived all over the world during his career, Europe, Italy, Hawaii, and many more. Connie has two successful daughters, one in luxury real estate in California, and the youngest is a doctor in Stockbridge, Georgia. This is important because she was told not to have mixed children because they would never make it to anything. She joined an entrepreneur group with World Book in Hawaii and remained with the company for 10 years. She then became a realtor with her own realtor team in 1996 and had an entrepreneur team with diverse services and products such as travel, health and wellness, a boutique of clothing items, and gift shop. Connie is an entrepreneur, life coach, and author, might I say, and brings awareness to the needs and challenges of diversity in families, workplaces, and churches is her passion. She describes herself as focused, committed, funny, mm, a little tacky. She loves animal prints and red roses, yet she is fierce, and most of all, she's a follower of Christ. She has a mission that she and her team support in India to help a pastor take in orphans and widows. This mission also takes care of a leper community. Her newest book, The Novice Entrepreneur, will be released soon. Her war cry is, He died for you and me. He died for all shades and flavors of humanity. Without further ado, I want to welcome Connie. Hey, Ms. Bond. I am so excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. I cannot wait to have this chat with you. I love you. You know when I grow up, I want to be just like you. You are incredible. Thank you. Oh, no. When I grow up, I want to be just like you. I tell you. you what, I just, you know, anything that you need from me, all you have to do is say, say something. And here I am. You are incredible. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining me tonight. And I'm excited to hear about how your business is going as well as your new book. And so I'm definitely excited to hear about that. And definitely want to talk more about diversity. And I know that's a topic that you are very passionate about. So just tell us about how you bring awareness to the work and the work that you're doing 
in the area of diversity. And well, you know, uh, you know my story, and you know that my family comes in all shades and flavors. And you know, um, we not only advocate diversity, but we live it. And it's one thing to speak about diversity, but have never been in a diverse environment. And here we're talking race, you know, so this is such a hot topic that really 10 years ago, we said the same thing. 15 years ago, we said the same thing. You know, I've been married for 40 years and um, it is very interesting in this day and time how it has come to the forefront once again. And more than ever, we need to understand, you know, to tolerate one another is okay, but to only tolerate and not accept sooner or later, there will be a problem, especially with a diverse group of people that the United States is made up of. So um, that is why I'm so passionate about it, because I grew up monoracial in Germany, in Bavaria. I've never really been exposed to other nations, other hues, beautiful melanin, you know, for all over the place. And um, so when I married my husband and I came to the United States, I, um, I got educated really quick, okay? And raising multiracial children, I had to educate myself how to, how to get them to fit in in their school environment and teach them how to be strong in their work environment. And this is why um, we don't only advocate it, but we live it. And that, you know, to tell people, accept one another, really accept, stop just tolerating. That is so true. And I like how you said you have to live it or you live it. Don't just be an advocate for it. And I think sometimes that's the difference and it depends on what type of background you've come from and also how you've been exposed you know, to race or, or disparities in race or inequality as well. And it's a big difference if you actually have been involved in some type of incident or like past recent incidents that we've seen as well with Asian Americans, of course, with African Americans um, here, of course, for several years. Definitely, like you said, it's something that needs to be learned sometimes and that people may not be aware of. And so, but if you're not, that is not an excuse, right? We have different mediums now, uh, such as this podcast, you yourself, your, you know, your book and what you and your husband and family are doing. And as well as there's just a lot of people bringing more awareness to it so that people can learn what is going on and hopefully how to make change in their community. So I know another passion that you have are entrepreneurs and you talked about diversity in your community as well as on the job, even educating your daughters how to work with others on their job. So how do you empower entrepreneurs uh, to bring that diversity into their environment and to hopefully be an advocate or a light for others? I love that question. First of all, you know, we mentor and empower by exampling. A mentor and a person that calls themselves empowering others, they need to be willing to example 
So not just talk the talk, but mm-hmm. well, walk the walk. So here's the thing with, with um, diversity. You have to embrace it. You have to invite it. You have to welcome it. You have to be it. You know, it's so many times when I asked to, um, you know, I just took on another um, sideline business because I believe don't yes. put all your eggs in one basket. You know, don't, uh, why have only one basket? Have multiple eggs and have multiple baskets and have diverse things for a community. Right. Walmart doesn't just sell one product, right? So therefore, um, you know, we should, as entrepreneurs, always remember that. But Don, what is really important to me is that when I say, I, I, you know, I am all about diversity, when someone comes to my Facebook page yeah. and they look through, mm-hmm. you know how you can scroll through people's friends? You ever <laughs> done that? You know, I do that now. I am a stalker. I want to see who your friends are. Because That's if you right. tell me you diverse... And that you embrace diversity, and I don't see that, and I don't hear it. I, that's why I love you so much to hear your daughter sing in German. Aww. I promise Thank to you. God that has that has been medicine for my soul. Mm-hmm. You know, your family is so yes. incredible. But you know, just backtracking a little bit when you talk about the Asian community. Because right now, you know that too is near and dear to my heart. You know, I took in and I was a mentor for foreign exchange students. And I have boys in China, Korea, and all Japan, all over the Mm. place. And to to have to be afraid for them, Mm. what is going on right now, is just unbelievable. But it just showed, you know, racism... Is is if it's not pulled out by the root, That's right. it's going to keep on growing. It's gonna sometimes it goes dormant, but you know it's there. And this is something you know. I always tell people I don't believe when they ask me what race yes. are you. Can I tell you that's something I tell every workplace when they have on there tell me are you white or are you black, and yes. I am always what is your race white or black. I'm Bavarian. I am Bavarian and then American. And, you know, my my husband is American. And we are all just a different shade and flavor of humanity. But that is what I'm trying to get yes. people to understand. Stop looking only at the skin. Celebrate <laughs> so what we true. look like. Gosh, you know, we lay in the sun trying to get yeah. brown. So we should celebrate every shade of brown. But Don, it is a, it's a new day now. With a time of remaining mm-hmm. ignorance on purpose, ooh, is not allowed anymore. That is a form of racism mm. to not to to remain ignorant on purpose. And that is mm-hmm. something um, I was, call yeah. last year, 2020, was a year of revelation. It really was, because it just revealed. All the aches mm-hmm. and pains of humanity that were there already all along. You and I know that. And so in every diverse workplace, when people ask me, mm-hmm. you know, when they have teams, I'm like, make sure that your teams are diverse. Make sure that you understand diversity, that you don't only want it, but you are willing 
to yeah, actually so feel the aches and pains of diversity because it's not always pretty. And you have to be able to stand for what you stand for, you know? You know, how, how is that, you know, a mango, mm-hmm. American saying, so but how does it go? If you don't stand for something, you fall for anything, that kind of thing. Now is the time to really stand and and tell people that, you know, it is healthier to have diverse teams. It is healthier to to mm-hmm. um, have, you know, even when on your social media sites, diverse faces, diverse um, people from all walks of life. And that way you get different perspectives on one subject. It's so interesting. If you if you have all the people from different countries, different what people call races or whatever, look at one subject and you really listen and you hear the different perspectives, then you can come to a better, safer conclusion. This is mm-hmm. why God said so there's safety oh, wow. in a multitude of counsel. No, oh, That's I love diversity. It. Well said. That's why I have you. <laughs> I know I talk this so much. This is what we Back need to, to hear. You, we definitely need to hear this. And, and this is kind of brings me to how do you compare the journey of an entrepreneur with the journey of, say, for instance, Jesus walking on the earth? Ever, yes. The greatest networker ever was Jesus. And when, and you know what? But if you're an entrepreneur, and I want to encourage the people listening today, you know, it, it, the, the reason a lot of people quit way too soon is because the, they begin to reach out and then they get despised and rejected. Mm-hmm. They get acquainted with sorrow and grief very quickly. And what they have to understand that you have to show the message of what your products and services do. And not so look at the income too quickly, but look at the why why you are doing what you are doing. And we know why Jesus came to this earth. He he was in this earth 33 years and he knew yes. exactly from birth. Until that last day on the cross, and this Friday is Good Friday, um, he he had to deal with diverse people the entire way to it. But you know what? He didn't just mm-hmm. speak in Jesus' language. He spoke in parables. He spoke in different... He brought things down to a level that humanity could understand. And he spoke to the woman differently than he did to Peter, who walked on the earth. He even told him, get That's behind right. me, Satan. And, and you know, because he knew that he was dealing with a different personality. That is incredible. The greatest networker in this earth, and he reached out to humanity all the time. And I want to encourage those that are entrepreneurs you need to be connected. You, whatever goes in your ear gate, whatever you go in your eye gate, the people you hang around, you know, make sure that they are positive business people that can empower you not just by talk, but by their walk. 
and you watch them. You know, sometimes people do so much talking, but there is no good godly fruit, which is the fruit of their labor. Mm -hmm. And um, so you have to make sure as you are taking (laughs) in what you are following. Thank you so much. That is so interesting because even before the pandemic, that was one thing I tried to do at least two times a week was go to some type of networking event. And I might not have product or service that I wanted to sell or provide that day. It was just like you said, to meet people from all different walks of life and find out what other people are doing and how are they successful at you know their business or running their business. And this is not just for, of course, people that may not have their own business. This is also if you are just corporate or if you are, you know, of course, a salaried employee. Still, it's like you have your own domain and what I call is kind of like running your own company because you are only accountable for you. So whether you work for somebody or you work for yourself, it's still twofold. Within your company, you need to network with people in hopefully other departments or learn a a trade or skill of what they're doing. Because if you only stay in your lane, then you kind of just will have these blinders on to where you cannot widen your vision. So your scope is just going to be very narrow. And when it comes to business, like you said, you need to be able to reach out across the board and you can't be afraid to do that you need to be able to diversify across the board like you said your teams or if you do not have a team make sure your friends your acquaintances or people that you try to meet don't just try to meet people that are like-minded that talk the same talk as you unless they are talking things that are going to help both of you grow but if you're with people that are exactly the same and sometimes people are just drawn to people that are exactly like them that's that's not that's not healthy as I would say you know uh you definitely want to be able to do that and I love how you compare it of course to Jesus the the greatest networker I'm sure when people saw how he put together the disciples they would have been like there's no way I would have put this team of people together you know Uh, No way. You know, look at all the diverse backgrounds that they came from and, you know, just how he put the whole, you know, all of them together. So he definitely was one of the greatest networkers and definitely we should be able to lead by example. And he's a great example, you know, that you provided to us as well. So what is one what are one of your favorite entrepreneur or shows or books that you like to read? I know that, of course, the Bible and Jesus are two already. (laughs) Oh, I am. Mm-hmm. I love servant leadership. So I follow John Maxwell. I devour. I mean, I devour everything that he writes. It is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And so when I regurgitate to put what I read and glean from how John Maxwell looks at servant leadership and then put it together with what I see, and that's how I, I teach my team. And then, of course, the you know, thing. when I watch TV, <laughs> I love any entrepreneur show. And, you know, the sharks, I'm telling you, and I, you can just tell when the, when the novice, un, the novice unprepared <laughs> entrepreneur comes and presents a business, 
I already go, uh-oh, you are about to be devoured because you're unprepared. You don't know your why. You, you know, and in their presentations, they are teaching the people what reality is all about in the business world. Even though, you know, um, I follow the servant leadership, that does not mean weak leadership. It, you know, I am very much about being focused. And then I um, tell people all the time, you need to stick with it. You need to stick to it. And you need to stick through it. Because some people, um, novice entrepreneurs, mm. like to quit right when it begins to hurt. You know, they only allowed the, you know, they have a few successes and then here come the no's. Some start off with the no's right away or here comes a stumbling block. And what my desire is to teach people how to turn each stumbling block into a stepping stone. And see, the stumbling blocks is where the success lies because that's where the buttons are that the enemy can press where the enemy knows exactly, if I push that button, if I put that stumbling block right there and put it just so, that person is going to quit. But once the novice entrepreneur discovers that and conquers that, after all, we are more than conquerors. And you know I call my team the Red Rose Conquerors. I told you I'm a little tacky. But but here's the thing, and I'm going to tell you where that comes from, that egg actually comes from an Asian proverb. Let me tell you that real quick. In an Asian proverb, um, it says that he or she not willing to engage with the thorns is not worthy of the bloom. That's why I started to have everyone Mm -hmm. put on a red rose when I come to my team. First of all, the unifying color is the color of love. Love should have no color. So we have the blood of Jesus and understanding a rose has thorns. The most beautiful flower in this earth has thorns. And that Asian proverb says, Mm. if you're not willing to engage with those thorns or the stumbling blocks, you're not worthy of the bloom. So I encourage people, just don't stop when it starts hurting but reach out to an experienced entrepreneur yeah, that knows right, you, like how to you said, show you, you uh, how to navigate yourself. I know that through, a lot of businesses you know, were the, actually the bad to make it to the good experiences. And you would Back probably look you. at people like, okay, how can you do that? Or how did you do that? You know, but like you said, sometimes through adversity, there's opportunity and you need to be able to know how to step up and seek that opportunity or like you said gravitate to people that have been successful or have actually been doing this for a while probably longer than you uh, so that you can learn from them that's kind of even what I did with this podcast I my daughter my son told me this you know I had a web and tv show what six years ago and then last year I was talking about it and he said he was like well mom do a podcast and I'm like I don't know how to do a podcast I haven't done that before <laughs> You know, uh, didn't even know anything about the platforms. I knew some of the things. I listened to podcasts, but it's totally different when you're trying to put one together. So, of course, I had to do my homework. I had to do my research. I had to study people that actually do podcasts (laughs) that are successful at them. And, of course, the first thing you got to do is at least put that first step forward. Make that first step. And I think sometimes that might be the hardest thing for people to do. 
get that business license, uh, which is easy to do and, it's, and it's, it doesn't cost that much. I've done that before. Um, get a 501c3 if you want to run a nonprofit. There are so many resources out there and also individuals that are just willing to help you to be able to start, like you said, your own business um, or your own company as well. So I commend you for you know, giving us that information. And I did not know about the proverb and, and that is so true. That's just with anything in life that you are going to have thorns, you are going to have stumbling blocks and we have to know how we're going to be, be able to overcome those, right? So those things make us stronger, make us more, I think, vibrant when we, when we move forward. So tell us, what is your biggest accomplishment? Can you tell it? Can you share that with us? <laughs> Mm. Yes. Yes. Bar none, my daughters. I don't care what I achieved in the business world. It's one thing being successful. I, I modeled it to my daughters. But to have my daughters... Being not just six-figure income earners on their own and finding their own way, but to to live their dream. Both of them wanted what they're doing now since they were little girls. And again, this is what I'm telling people as a, a mother of multiracial children. I was told if you're going to marry a black man, don't have... Um, don't have children because they're not going to know who they are and they will not make it. They just yeah. won't. And I told my children, if you ever use that as an excuse and if you ever make that your truth, I'm going to spank you for that. I, I was like, don't do that. And um, I tell you what, they are achievers yes. and they don't make excuses. They're successful. I'm so thrilled, you know, that my daughter is a doctor right in the Stockbridge area, has her own. Her dream was to yes. have her own oh, clinic. Now, so she started off working in a hospital, and she, she continued with the Wellstar group. And since this year, this year, I mean, this is the year of the pandemic, she has opened up her own clinic. And it's just absolutely incredible. And then my other daughter yes. in California, she's in luxury real estate. And I'm telling you, I don't know who rents places for twenty, thirty, and forty thousand dollars a month, but there are people That's out awesome. there like that that make that Looking kind of good. money. And so um, she is she is in charge of the entire complex, and it is incredible. So, and she works in a primarily Asian community. Look at God. That diversity that they've been exposed to all of their life never held them back where they would say, oh, why would I go into a, a, a primarily Asian community? You know, and she is thriving. Is you so know, so wherever, I was put. told, wherever God places <laughs> you, if you embrace diversity, wherever God places awesome. you, and you will not just that survive. We don't just survive. always my daughter. Thrive who is an aspiring opera so, singer. It's not me. And my biggest she wants to live in German. So she started taking German, what, in middle school? 
and Connie and I, of course, I had to, I had to reach out to her and say, Connie, I have my daughter. She's learning German on her own. Can you occasionally just have a conversation with her <laughs> just so that she can work on her right. German? And, and she has done that. And, and she's continuing to take German while she's in college now. So definitely, like I said, you got to continue to enlarge your circle, enlarge your territory, and do not uh, negate anything or anyone that you know that can probably broaden your horizon. And definitely uh, that has helped as far as, like you said, uh, bringing up your children, awesome. exposing them to those things, and telling them no is not an option. That's right. I can't is not part of the vocabulary. And that shouldn't be a part of your vocabulary either. The same thing I think we can tell kids to encourage them. We need to tell ourselves the same thing as adults. And I think sometimes you lose sight of that or you think you're too old or you think it's too late. No, it's never too late. Uh, I see people going back to school and they're nope. maybe in their 70s and their 80s. So as long as you have breath in your body, you still have the opportunity to learn, to grow, to start something new, to start a new business. Uh, you can't, that can be done. And so I want to know what are, um, why are you such an advocate for people that are in business um, to always go and do their personal best? You know, one of the things that so many times when, when you join a um, company, a lot of, you know, they have their, their ladder of success. And, you know, um, usually the top of it is a diamond in a company and all of that. But the novice entrepreneurs sometimes get thrown off by that. Okay. So what I'm telling them from beginning when you open up your business, what you want to do is you want to have a goal. You cannot just flip-flop around all month. You need to have a daily goal, a weekly goal, and a monthly goal. And then as you achieve the different things that you have um, placed as a goal for yourself, what you want to do is never go backwards. Never forget what the higher levels are doing right this moment because mm, you're just true. learning how to do a business. But what you want to do is the following month. You beat your personal best. The next month, you beat your personal best. So you <laughs> never go backwards. We're not crabs. We don't go backwards. We maintain, because let's say if, you, if you're in a company that does a lot of um, recruiting, I've, I'm a recruiter. Wherever I go, I automatically get into the recruiting phase. And I just love people, <laughs> you know, um, and I, one of my diamond friends said before, the, the most wonderful thing about entrepreneurship is, is, you know, having people. The worst thing about entrepreneurship is you have to have people. <laughs> so you can't have one or the other. But if you shoot each, each staggered segment in your journey to success, if you always shoot, to do your personal best, mm. guess what? Then you sooner or later are going to arrive at those levels that you desire to be. But you're not just going to have it be a fluke. 
just a one-time thing? Because it's a known thing that a lot of people reach a level, then it crashes. Okay? But when you do it this way, each month your personal best, you are solid. You begin to understand yourself. You learn how you operate. You know mm-hmm. why so many people um, don't want to do entre- entrepreneurship? is because they know themselves. You know, and I always ask people, would you hire you the way you are right now? Mm-hmm. That leads me into, that's why I always tell people, self, personal self-development is the key. It's, so, is it's so more key. important than looking for the money. Because if a year later you can say, I have grown in all these areas, let me tell you, sooner or later, the healthy wealth will come. And I always say healthy wealth, because wealth kills some people. It's having money. Well, we saw last year, you could have had all the money, and and some people lost a lot of money. So just being wealthy is not enough. The thing is, you can't just look at the wealth. Back to you, Ms. You can't just look at the money. You also have to look at your stability, your health, your overall well-being, your mental state. And that's why I'm such a strong proponent, especially with having this platform, uh, to be able to educate on health and wellness. And wellness is, yes. it has different dimensions. Um, finance is just a portion of that. But a lot of it is, like you said, relational, spiritual, emotional. All of these are different factors that are part of you know, your overall well-being. And if you're not healthy, then how are you going to get out there and, like you said, run your business? Who's going to be the, your biggest advocate or your biggest cheerleader? Um, it's really going to be you. You know what is so funny, Ms. Don? When I saw that you are you picked up a health and wellness line and I just picked one up, I was like, we think so much alike. That that's incredible because overall health, you know, is really again what people are thinking about what's wealthy and what's that healthy. That's so true. You are so right. It's, and that's why I know, you know that uh, it's that's the power success that comes with within. so many different it Aspects. depends on what your definition it is not of success just is and linear. what your perspective it is. It just goes and I think a lot out. Of you know, you have to make sure you're well-rounded, because of well what they've being. seen as successful, so to speak, in their eyes. And some people that are wanted to go into music and they think the videos and the glam. And if I drive this and if I yes. dress in this or I live in this particular area, then that's definition of success. And it's not because... As soon as you gain all of that, it can be taken away. So notice we talk about success, or you even talked about your daughters and being to, uh, them for being uh, being able to grow up and be successful and just being able to live and be able to fulfill their dream. To me, that is success, especially having a childhood dream and then actually being able to fulfill it. Um, and then you're helping others in the process. And, and that, that's what God has us to do. He has us on assignment, not just for ourselves, but to be able to be a lender to the borrower, you know, to be able to clothe the needy, to be able to help those that can't help themselves. And that's part of kingdom building. And so you wonder why sometimes people are, are so Living. successful in certain ways. Well, sometimes you need to see 
you know, how those people got to where they are. I don't, I think sometimes you don't know what they really had to go through to get there because sometimes they don't share every little detail um, that it took to get there. And like <coughs> you said, those nays, you know, a lot of no's or how many no's did they had to go through? And then they got that one yes that finally say, oh, wow, yes, we can, we can take that or we can use that or we can give you this loan or, or whatever it may be that you're in need of. <laughs> so, okay, you got this new book coming out. Can you tell us how can we reach you or how can we even order the book? Can we pre-order it? Is it already available? Can you tell us about that? Love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's yes. Um, in about a month, we're gonna be able to pre-order it. It is. And let me tell you, it's supposed to have been ready last yes. year, but last year was a year, like I said, of revelation. And each month, something else took place that made it not the right time. Because everything is about timing. And we know that. So you have to have the right timing for it. But, um, and also, I wanted to to work a little bit mm-hmm. more with some brand new entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, I do every morning, Mondays through Friday at 8.30, I do an entrepreneur mentorship call. And we have fun. We laugh, you know, because everything doesn't have to be so super serious. But um, And we dig into some different things that an entrepreneur needs, that's mm. self-development. Um, and I wanted to just get a little bit more of a feel of what the new newer novice entrepreneur goes through. And so often, you know, um, we find out that their why mm-hmm. is not solid. And a why can change. You know, sometimes that why is someone... You know, the reason I had such a burning desire to always have a health and wellness line is because so many people in my husband's family are afflicted with diabetes, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, we saw Bernard's sister pass away a horrifying death at a very young age, you know, as a mother of an eight-year-old. And then we saw his father pass away, his mother passed away, and it was all complications of diabetes, so my wife for that line was I wanted something where I can help the community yeah. to bring down their A1Cs, to work on different things. The reason that I want to travel, because I believe, and I've always believed, a child that has traveled, a family That's that so travels cool. the world, they, they just have a broader horizon. They have a much more open mindset, and therefore they're going to do better in their workplaces, because they're not so, so uh, in a capsule, you know, in, in their own little capsule in their countries. Mm-hmm. But um, that is what what this book is going to be all about. That is and so then true. it's going to give them specific that works. steps yeah. and right. ideas to implement. You see, um, sometimes we read and read and read, 
we hear and hear and hear, but then we forget to do and do and do. And the good book says, faith without works is dead. So we want to, and sometimes people don't go ever get to the doing part because number one, they have so much fear of that no. Mm -hmm. And really, if you, it's a mindset issue and it, that self-confidence. And what are we trying to get people to understand that, especially a novice entrepreneur, that no could become, if you learn to oh, analyze so it, why did they say no? What went wrong? Where do I need to go to get my yes? And you begin to understand and examine and, and, and learn and study that, all of a sudden your business is taken off. If you just stick to it with it and through it a little bit <laughs> hey, longer. Hey, nothing is wrong with animals. So it's a very simple, it's really a booklet. <laughs> we can't even really call it a book. It's okay. so simple. Miss Dawn, you know how I am. I'm really simple. And remember, I said a little tacky because I love animal print. My closet is like a safari, my daughter said. And she did not mean it as a compliment. So just a little side note here. But so, so the book is <laughs> the book is a little funny. Okay. But what I want people to know, the joy <laughs> of the Lord is our That's strength. Right. And to have true, in, in business, to have that true joy of the Lord, you, you have to, that's confidence. And that God's got you. Look at Peter. Peter was so kooky, the only one that, that got out that boat and started walking. I'm sure the other ones will say, what are you doing, Peter? You're not Jesus. But you see what Peter knew. Once he began failing and doubting and he went under, guess who was there reaching out no. and said, come on, let me pull Never, you never, out. never. Do you so know that Jesus is there for us, the godly entrepreneur, every single time? So we can have that confidence that we can engage in the business world, you know, do it in excellence, have fun, and never, ever, ever quit. Okay. You don't give up. We don't quit. No quitters around here. Back to you, Miss Don. Okay, at this at this particular time, the best way to reach me is by email cornelia.brown at yahoo.com. And I will send you information about our um, right. entrepreneurship mentor program, how you how people can get um, even in that our so calls true. in the morning for free. You don't have to pay a dime. You can just engage with other entrepreneurs and how we share each other businesses. By the way, I always say to everyone, That's right. we are not each other's adversaries. We need to lift each other up. The diverse businesses, 
You have something I don't have, and I have something you don't have. I love it. And we can share with the world. Thank you so much. We want to. Thank you so much for joining us. If you email me that you'd like more information about what I do, I will send you information about what I do. And you can find Cornelia Brown on Facebook, and I can guarantee you all you have to do is look for a picture with animal print and a red rose. And there you find her. Also, if you are the novice entrepreneur, or even if you are you know an entrepreneur that it. have been in business for a while, definitely these have been nuggets and key takeaways that can help you continue to grow as well. So I thank you all so much. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Ms. Dunn.